Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Probably Nothing podcast. Uh, used to be Metaportal podcast, and we are slightly rebranding for these kind of casual chats between Dark Forest and myself. Today, we'll talk a little bit about Metaportal as, as a brand and all the different things that we plan on doing with it. But to kick us off, maybe we'll chat a little bit about the market and sort of what's uh, what's going on. Um, so, Dark Forest, how are you doing, man? And uh, what uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on what's happening at the moment? I'm very good, thank you. Um, I've been battling through a couple of storms that we've had here in the UK. Uh, so, yeah, just been battening down the hatches and uh, staying indoors. So nothing new there, really. Um, but yeah, not as stormy as the markets. We finally had the uh, sort of sell-off that we were expecting in the metaverse space. I think you and I had probably mentioned it on the last podcast, actually, that we thought things were getting a bit overheated. Um, certainly some of the valuations of projects that haven't even launched, like even an alpha, let alone a full product, um, edging into the billions, FDVs edging into the tens of billions, and uh, yeah, things obviously cooled off recently. Um, driven though more by macro than anything else, and I was actually pretty surprised at, uh, at how well like gaming projects, especially, sort of held up. I was expecting to maybe be tempted into picking up something at a discount, but um, we saw probably like 20-30% drops and they they very quickly recovered. So I guess that's a good thing. It's a, a sign that um, there's still capital waiting to be deployed, like the narrative is still spreading. People still see these things as uh, yeah something with, with legs, which when you compare it to uh, the DeFi chart, um, obviously is, is a lot more optimistic. So is that sort of roughly how you've you've been seeing it as well? Yeah, I think uh, we saw the drop, but it's nowhere near what what I think needs to happen, right? Uh, to sort of wipe out some of the over, yeah, some of the high valuations and overextended investors in the space. And and like you said, I think the resistance has been has been pretty strong. Uh, we, we haven't really seen massive massive drops. I mean, you look at YGG, you look at Alluvium, Axie, Sand, Mana, Engine, all of those guys. Uh, yeah, they're down a little bit, but uh, not um, not too much. So that's been that's been interesting to see. I think given what Bitcoin Ethereum did was expecting a bit more of a pullback in in the gaming space and and definitely not an immediate uh, bounce back and and stabilization at at these levels. I think one of the things that you and I have been talking about and and trying to figure out is like, okay, it's clear that for the last maybe six weeks or so, Metaverse has been the play, right? And I, I would say that actually probably longer than that. Um, I think MVI was up 100% in, in October. So uh, we're probably looking at maybe two and a half months of this kind of clear metaverse narrative. Um, and so, yeah, you and I have been talking about once the once some of the money leaves and, and, and uh, books the gains in, in 
in the metaverse space, where does that funding, like, where does that capital flow? And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest, right? We talked about, you know, just go back into DeFi. Does it find a new theme? Potentially, you know, social tokens have been something that people have been talking about. Is it is it going to be sort of infrastructure and and uh, what um, our fellow methodologists over uh, looking over uh, the data index are talking about? Like, is that the next thing? Uh, do we have enough in the identity space? So, yeah, it's still unclear to me what what the next theme, big theme is going to be, and it. it it could as well be metaverse again, right? In like two months or three months. Um, but it, it'll, it'll certainly be interesting to see how, where that capital flows, if it finds a niche or a sector or a space where it thinks uh, things are undervalued. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? Because, you know, I was saying that uh, the, these things seem overvalued because they haven't even launched. But actually... If you sold Illuvium ILV, and then you're like, "Cool, you know, I've booked some profits." Where do you actually go with that? Because it does still look really good. Like the game looks really good. They're making progress. Um, they're continually updating the community with what they're up to. The DAO seems to function pretty well. So, yet you probably just go back into it. Like, where else do you go? Like you say, there is no other narrative that's come up yet. A few times this year, people have tried to kickstart. You know, DAOs are the future, but it's such a broad term that it's difficult to, you know, you've got to pick and choose. And technically, like 80% of the space is DAOs anyway. So you're, you're already kind of investing in that theme by proxy. I do personally wonder if, you know, DAO tooling, um, we've got Colony are launching their token, I think, on the 14th, the, the sale starts. There's, I see that Index Corp is using like Parcel now, there's Orca for like organizing your uh, working groups within a doubt so there's all all this tooling is coming on stream um coordinate i don't know i think tracheopteryx talked about there being some talk of a token for specifically for coordinate so maybe that's the next thing um maybe you know dow's really hit their stride like i say it's, it's been attempted i've seen people pushing the narrative a few times this year but it's never really caught hold uh, so yeah, maybe there's there's room there, but other than that, I'm not really sure where else you go. It's almost like, in my mind, right, for for something to catch fire, from from like the narrative perspective, right, it needs to be a big enough uh, category, right. And, and so when we say okay, DAO tooling, that's like okay, you might have three or four tokens. Like that's not big enough, right? That's not big enough to capture this spotlight from the narrative perspective uh, on behalf of like the crypto market. So, you know, we've had, we've had DeFi, we've had multiple waves of NFT hype, we've had um, metaverse, we've had alternative layer ones, side chains, like the Ethereum scalability or ecosystem scalability play basically. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a combination of what, like, what else is big enough to capture the spotlight. And, and I don't think, like, like you said, DAO is hard to identify. DAO tooling probably not enough, um, not not big enough. Um, 
anything on like identity, probably not big enough. So yeah, it's it's challenging. It's challenging to see where 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 capital flows and certainly be interesting to see it play out. I, I'm just I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it will. Yeah, me neither. Um, I think we will have to wait and see. We didn't get the opportunity that we were hoping for to shop for some metaverse bargains. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed that we do get another chance. I think um, we can probably move on to talking a little bit about what we've been up to uh, during this time, during the last few weeks, because hopefully some of the listeners have uh, followed MetaPortal on Twitter. We've we've sort of come out of stealth with our Twitter account, and um, yeah, we're starting to sort of push on the other things beside MVI that we're going to be doing as MetaPortal and uh, growing our brand, trying to grow our reach a little bit. Should we talk about our investments first of all? What do you think? I think it probably makes sense to talk a little bit about like the the plan that we have and, and sort of some of the things that uh, we believe in and, and we want to do in the space. I think investments is sort of part of that. So we can we can probably pick it up at that point. Cool. Yeah, take it away. Um, yeah, so one one of the articles we published recently was um, sort of talking about MetaPortal as as a brand and and kind of what what we want to build with it, right? And like different um, initiatives or, or or things that we'd like to do, and and um, basically. You know the the ultimate goal of what we're trying to do with MetaPortal brand is to contribute to the development of the open metaverse, right? I think most of us in crypto want to see um, open um, metaverse, right? We want to see interoperable metaverse where individuals have all of the rights that that they need, um, and and so. That's like our ultimate goal of, of what we're trying to do. We do realize that like if we want to if we want to do that on like any meaningful scale, um, we need to build a community around around the MetaPortal brand that will sort of share our goal, uh, our beliefs and, and principles that, that we have. And yeah, so that's sort of the, the overarching uh, thing that that we are trying to do, um, I think, you know, in terms of like uh, building community, obviously we've like the space. <laughs> the space has been building communities for the last uh, uh, year plus, I'd say maybe year and a half um, or so. So it's still really new and. Uh, for us, one of the most important points or aspects of building a community is like really clearly communicating what our beliefs and principles are and, and just making sure that the people who come in and, and, and want to um, want to join us on, on this journey sort of um, believe and value the same things that, that we do. So in, in the article, we kind of go through some of those beliefs and, um, you know, I'll, I'll briefly mention them, them and, and then maybe we can, talk a little bit about kind of why we think those things are important. So one is, you know, this this belief in playing infinite games versus finite games. And, and that really just comes down to 
you know, us wanting to contribute to the space independent of, you know, recognition or money or power or, or, or things like that. Basically, we see Metaverse as this ever-evolving infinite game and, and we just want to be a part of it. And the second belief is is really just talking about, uh, you know, principles of openness and interpretability. So we want to contribute to the development of that Metaverse, the one that's open and interoperable. The third one is sort of decentralization, and there are many different flavors of decentralization. Like you can decentralize distribution of your token, you can decentralize governance, you can decentralize access and things like that. So, you know, generally we understand that projects will have to make trade-offs, but sort of the general belief in in the value of decentralization is is there and that's something that we are quite passionate about um and and lastly it's uh you know the uh the having fun component basically we want to do things that are interesting and exciting and, and work with people and teams and projects um you know that's you know where we can have a good time instead of kind of committing to things for other reasons so i'll 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 stop here and, and maybe of course you can you can provide some of the thoughts on on that yeah for sure a relevant or recent um sort of tangent to the decentralization aspect is i've seen a few quotes today on um OpenSea and hiring their CFO and then he's been quoted as, as saying that they're already thinking about their IPO and it's obviously got people's backs up on crypto Twitter. I think that's a, a very interesting case where you know there's a very successful project within crypto and dealing purely with like NFTs, so self-sovereign ownership, transfer of value, digital property rights, however you want to look at it, and yet they are not considering decentralizing like the ownership of that protocol or platform instead they're thinking of how they can get it onto the public markets uh, where certainly um, you know if it's going to IPO in the US getting in early will be available to very very few uh, people or funds um, and they that you know they're going to already be wealthy so that's why you know it's just a, a great example of, of why we're trying to perpetuate the way that we think about things um, and trying to make, you know, inclusivity of access, like openness of access, uh, important in what we do. I think we always bang on about infinite games and infinite players. Uh, that is kind of our favourite one. Um, hopefully we're, we're sort of spreading the word and people are starting to look into what it means and how it applies in crypto because it is so widespread here. And when you've read the book, you, you start to see it everywhere you look. Um, I mean, it links quite nicely, I'd, I'd say, to the investment piece where we, we actually talk about... So those, those beliefs that um, Berto has just listed, we sort of took those and maybe concreted them a little bit more for like when it came to our investment thesis. So we talk about, you know, the projects that we're going to work with and, and invest in, contribute to, whatever it might be. We, we want the people in those teams to be infinite players themselves. So they're here to work on something that they know is bigger than themselves and they're going to um, 
you know, they're, they're doing it for the intrinsic motivation, for the satisfaction of just being here. They're not pursuing status games. They're not trying to, you know, be the next Craig Wright and claim that they're Satoshi and get on the front page of every newspaper. You know, they're, they're here to build something that's cool. And, and when it comes to the metaverse, you know, it's persistent and technically, potentially, like, everlasting. So it's like the ultimate infinite game, really. Um, we've got interoperability and openness. Again, this is all part of the, the investment thesis. So that sort of links back to the, the decentralization aspect, um, which we've listed out as well uh, as part of our investments. Um, and then innovation. So, you know, we're, we're looking for, is this thing new? Are we just seeing forks? It's been, I, I still haven't managed to get you on Solana yet, but it's come up a, a few times in things that we talk about where Solana feels a bit like a copy and paste without the soul of Ethereum. And I'm like some projects are doing better than others, but it's still like, I don't know, it's a, it's a very weird place to be where everything works really well, but it's just like doing it for the sake of doing it. So when it comes to our existence as MetaPortal in the metaverse, like we're looking for, are these, are these projects or people or teams, whatever, are they doing something new? Are they thinking about things in different ways? Are they pushing the space forward? rather than just, okay, yeah, we've copy-pasted some great idea and just, like, put a food name in front of it, uh, and then we carry on. So, yeah, hopefully that, that's kind of explained the link between, you know, those fundamental beliefs, the way that we approach these things, and, and how they're going to filter out into the other things that we do, one of which is hopefully investing, uh, well, as we call it, venture contributions, because it's not just going to be capital that we stump up, you know, we're looking to get involved and um, yeah, help out projects with with the experience that we've had, whether that's you know DAO related or treasury management or um, not sure what else we're we're experts in, but the metaverse generally. Yeah, yeah, perhaps uh, liquidity and you know maybe some token economic things, mostly around like what we've seen rather what rather than what we did at Index. I think Index. Um, hasn't necessarily done too much on the token economic side but uh, yeah it's interesting was open c i think uh, one of the one of the like first questions i have right if they go public is the contracts are forkable right so uh, infinity i think is um, sort of their competitor so to speak right who basically forked their contracts and issued a token and that was around um uh, uh, two months ago, I think, when they had that inside buying scandal with uh, with Nate. Um, so, how does yeah, how does public market price the fact that you know this this company has infrastructure that can be copied by by anyone? So that's going to be a fascinating one. The funny thing there, though, is. If you look at the data for you know people using aggregators, even though it's financially better for them, we still don't see a, a massive like uptake in people using Dex aggregators. So I wonder, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch how that plays out because OpenSea has such a massive head start. And um, I, I was looking at the charts, and and I think you had a look too recently for like NFT sales volumes and OpenSea just absolutely dwarfs every other platform. Like by orders of magnitude, we're talking 
like three billion volume, uh, three billion dollars of volume in a month, whereas the next biggest platform might be 150 million dollars. So, have they built up enough of a head of steam that they actually can't be can't be sort of challenged? Because Infinity, like I, I haven't been using that. I still go to OpenSea. Uh, so yeah, it will it will depend on whether the backlash is big enough from the crypto community. Uh, and then we start to touch on all the other questions that often get asked, like, do users actually care about decentralization? And that's when people talk about Ethereum and Solana. Yeah, it should, it, for me, it's all just supporting like how early we are. Like people like to say it all the time. And sometimes you feel like mm, maybe, maybe not anymore. But then when all of these questions remain unanswered, like we haven't seen this stuff play out. We don't know where the compromises lie and uh, you know what what's actually going to play out that means that we are still early and um, that's a big part of the fun of being here so early I guess is that you can kind of place your bets on it as well yeah yeah well my hair I think is getting a bit gray but um, hopefully <laughs> uh, hopefully we, you know the, the the pace will slow a bit at some point but I, I definitely agree that um, it's still still quite early uh, jumping back a little bit to like the the meta portal and, and the uh, division that, that we've outlined, obviously, like we understand that uh, we need to have some capital and, and some funding to be able to um, take on sort of certain projects and initiatives in the space. Um, it's generally good to to have sort of a, a war chest or a treasury of some sort. Uh, so. That's something that uh, we are definitely thinking about. I think we have it. We have uh, several revenue streams at the moment uh, coming from MVI in, in the form of streaming fee and, and the methodologist bounty. We sort of run some ads on on the newsletter for One KX, one of um, investors in in Index. We also started working with uh, Prime DAO on the rating framework uh, for metaverse projects. And we can, can talk a little bit about that later. And then there's like a bunch of other things that we're thinking about on, on the revenue side, you know, it could be uh, potentially uh, some some scholarship, whether it's for Axie or maybe DG Icepoker or something like that. But, uh, you know, it'd be more of a scholarship slash internship where we try to get people into crypto and educate them on on crypto and DAOs, on researching projects and so on, other than rather than you know them just playing a game, uh, we talked about you know another index product uh, potentially. We also talked a bit about something on perhaps on the infrastructure side, like running a node for Gala Games or um, or another sort of gaming network and, and things like that. So you know I think. Funding and, and treasury in general is something we are we're definitely thinking about and, and looking at. And I'd say we feel pretty comfortable about like where we are and, and our ability to to do things. And obviously, like we wouldn't be in crypto if we weren't thinking about some sort of social token or access to NFT, community NFT, something like that to to sort of decentralize some aspects of uh off meta portal but i'd say that's sort of still very very early uh for that yeah i mean for those that 
don't know, the idea for all of this kind of spawned out of a, um, like a beachfront uh, cocktail session between me and AG when we met up in Greece back in August. And I think uh, the kind of pulling together of the community with revenue streams through some kind of token or NFT, whatever it is, that's going to be our next brainstorming session, probably over Christmas, probably over some old wine. So, um, yeah, you can expect more solid, uh, yeah, more solid ideas around that in the new year, I would say. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been something that we've been thinking about sort of in the background. And like I say, the community thing we've touched on in the podcast today, you know, what our beliefs are, how that drives how we behave and the community that we want to foster and then the revenue streams, that's like your flywheel because a community without a bank account can't really do that much, like can't have as much impact. So, yeah, these revenue streams are pretty fundamental to what we're trying to do. Um, we want them to be in line with the way that we think uh, and we want them to sort of power what we do in the future. So you can kind of get an idea of, of how we're thinking about this and you know how it all fits under the, the Meta Portal umbrella. So I think that's... a yeah, pretty a pretty good summary of, of where we're at at the moment. Yeah, let's let's talk a bit about kind of what what we hope to deliver by by the end of the year. And uh, I think number one, and and you know, we had a, sort of a, a, a brainstorm session um, at the end of uh, September. I want to say where uh, we tried to come up with our priorities and our goals for Q4 and, and the, the top goal for us, the top priority was uh, creation of the website. So we are we're getting pretty close to to launching one and, and uh, definitely think it'll be it'll be done by the end of the year. So uh, that's you know really excited about that. It's gonna be great. Um, we also talked a bit about the partnership with with PrimeDAO and specifically their uh, Prime Ratings uh, product. So, for those not familiar with uh, PrimeDAO, they started off with rating DeFi projects, and, and basically they have a a, a framework uh, that I, I believe it's uh, somewhere around twenty thirty questions where they basically go through different aspects of a protocol, you know, from novelty of solution, the product market fit, kind of team governance token and, and so on. And then they sort of rate them. They, they, give, uh, they give a project a score and, um, and, and a rating similar to like credit ratings, right? So like A plus and single A and, and so on. Um, and so we've partnered with them to develop a framework for Metaverse projects, and then uh, starting to uh, to rate uh, Metaverse projects, uh, starting perhaps with those in in the Metaverse index, but expanding that beyond just just tokens in, in the MVI in in the future. I also think it's probably worth chatting a little bit about like the the categories and and definitions that that we've worked on, and, and something that will be publishing uh, pretty soon. So um, definitely keep an eye out for that. Paul, you want to kind of talk a little bit about uh, categories? Yeah, I just opened up the document in the background so that I uh, don't <laughs> make sure I remember all the all the things that we've um, come up with definitions for. But 
Yeah, the idea behind categorizing stuff was um, for anyone who holds MVI, you may have read our methodology and it talks about how we decide on what can and can't go in based on CoinGecko's uh, categories. So we're kind of reliant on those guys, one, keeping them up to date and two, like correctly uh, categorizing different tokens so that they fall into our uh, token screening so that we actually pick them up and then assess whether or not they're, they're a good fit. So not wanting to be reliant on that forever, um, we started talking about, it was actually spurred off by uh, the idea of like, what's the difference between a virtual environment somewhere like Decentraland and a game like Axie, the difference between like play and gaming specifically. And so from that, we kind of created this document and yeah, Verto suggested, you suggested um, that we actually expand that and, and start to define everything. So we, yeah, we did just that and we've expanded on like all of the categories that, that fall under the metaverse as far as we see it. And what we're going to do is put out you know our thoughts on this uh, as a post and hopefully we're going to be able to either work with CoinGecko to start you know categorizing products using our definitions and even if not we are going to switch over to uh, deciding what goes into MVI based on the way we categorize stuff and where that links into PrimeDAO is when we're rating metaverse related tokens or projects we've actually added a, um, a category uh, subheading in there so we do the rating we give it a score we answer all of the the different sections like we we do our due diligence and then we say and this project falls into marketplaces or um, gaming or whatever the category might be so we're we're starting to really like put the feelers out and grow credibility of the meta portal name and the way that we think about the space through the idea of like really strictly or not strictly but really um, in doing in-depth uh, definitions for these categories and, and sort of trying to be consistent with them and make sure that it's used as a format in as many places as possible. So yeah, uh, I, th I think I did a good job of that there. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I, I think the idea, like one of the benefits of including categories in the in the rating report, right, is the ability for someone to go into the prime ratings website and filter by category, right? So you can see like, what are the top rated projects in in gaming or in virtual worlds, marketplaces and, and so on. So I think that adds that uh, extra filtering ability, which is great. And then all of that, right? The categories and the ratings are something that we hope will feed into our analytics product um, or, or service rather. Basically, you know, we are currently working on trying to come up with an, a metaverse dashboard from like the analytics perspective that will include some data, ratings, um, categories, funding, and, and, and so on. So that's uh, it's a bit of a probably Q1 a priority for us, but nevertheless, something that we think will be an interesting offering, interesting interesting product and uh, ties into a lot of the things that we already do or have kind of the subject matter expertise on. So for anyone that's listened this far into the podcast, you've had 
an absolute deluge of alpha leaks so far. So I hope you've been keeping up uh, because we, yeah, uh, we didn't explicitly say that that was what was going to happen. But um, if you think about it, we've had the, our core beliefs, which led to our investment thesis, and then talking about how that you know expands from there. We've got partnerships with PrimeDAO, we've got an upcoming website, we've got how we think about creating a community around all of this, um, further ways to increase our revenue streams, diversify them. Uh, so yeah, there's been a ton of stuff um, that we've gone through so far. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope you've been keeping an ear out and not just listening in the background. Yeah, most of our podcasts are just uh, listening in the background type, but um, here I think we really go deep into MetaPortal and, and what we what we want to do around the brand. So um, I think from our perspective, we'll certainly need to uh, brand it that way when we put this episode out. Yeah, definitely. And um, for those that were listening intently, I recommend checking out what PrimeDAO are up to. Um, obviously becoming like the first ratings agency within crypto is, is quite interesting. And they're looking for other people to start rating projects so that there's the opportunity to get paid there so you can actually if you've been lurking around and not sure how to make your first contribution but you know you know what you're talking about or you, you have good understanding of certain projects you can go and be a rater for PrimeDAO um, and then Metamundo and Aletheia which are our first two investments both incredible projects I think we're extremely lucky uh, to have got to know the teams there um, both you know pursuing everything that we've talked about interoperability openness innovation so if you're not training up a, an ai pod at aletheia then uh, it's definitely worth going to work out like what they're actually doing and, and how impactful that could be because i mean we've spoken to arif on our podcast before but um the potential applications of that technology or that combination of technologies is just absolutely huge so yeah all of this stuff the website we're we're super excited about it the analytics um that's also brand new and only just mentioned there by ag so uh yeah there's a lot of stuff that we're excited about and 2022 shaping up to be pretty big so um yeah glad to have you on board if you're if you're listening in i think actually alicia as well as metamundo um have some job opportunities as well so uh definitely check out their their discords and um see if, if uh, there's anything that sort of fits what you want to do in the space um and I think from MetaPortal's perspective, we don't currently have a Discord. That's something that we'll definitely consider. But for now, you can sort of follow us on on, on Twitter or subscribe to the newsletter. If, you, if you're not subscribed already, share it with your friends. Definitely appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah, I think we'll give ourselves the Christmas break off before we think about opening up a Discord because, uh, yeah, it's going to be mayhem. As soon as that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not doing that during during the holidays. No. All right, Dark Forest, thanks for joining me. Uh, and uh, thanks, everyone. All right. Cheers, everyone.